emergency orders that that simply strip us of our rights, rights to property, rights to assembly, rights to worship, and all of the rights that our Constitution guarantees. So people are definitely horrified at noticing. I think people are shocked and, um, and, and divided, as I mentioned before. And the other thing that happened is you said this has all been very sudden. Um, and when you look back, you know, March of 2020, a lot of things started to move that kind of locked into place, a set of policies that are kind of 360-degree full-on totalitarian policies. So I think a lot of us are kind of in culture shock. Uh, luckily or unluckily, I've been studying closing democracies for 12 years. So I recognized early on, you know, once once I realized New York State had emergency powers, I know from history that no one gives up emergency powers willingly. Right. Uh, they always drag it on and drag it on. And so every month I'm getting in my email an announcement that Governor Cuomo is extending emergency measures, extending emergency measures. Uh, only from studying history do I know how predictable it is when you start to have um, elected officials say we are not going to follow the Constitution because if there's a pandemic. And I just want to say lastly, and then I promise I'll stop, um, nowhere in the Constitution does it say all this can be suspended if there's a bad disease. We have lived through Typhus, cholera, smallpox, HIV, tuberculosis, polio, the Spanish flu. You know, we've lived through an attack on our soil. Never have there been months and months and months of emergency powers when we weren't actually fighting a war. So right. um, this is completely unprecedented. Lockdowns have never been done before in free societies. And really, we're turning into a version of a, a totalitarian state sort of before everyone's eyes. And I, I really hope... You know, we wake up quickly because history also shows that it's a, a small window in which people can fight back before it's too dangerous to fight back. Man, I'm starting to think that we're being divided as a country precisely so we don't have conversations like this. Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. That was Naomi R. Wolf. She's an American liberal feminist, author, journalist, and a former political advisor to Al Gore and Bill Clinton. And even she... And believe me, she is not a conservative by any means whatsoever. But even she sees what the extreme left is trying to do to this country. A lot of these real extremist governors, once they were given that extra power, they're drunk on it now. And one thing about power-hungry people is once you give them a little bit, they're not going to relinquish it very easily. They're doing their best to keep all the people under their boots right now to hold on to that power. I mean, the establishment has even recruited Dr. Fauci or Fraudchi, which I haven't believed since I, I, you know what, be honest with you, I was skeptical of that guy from the very first time I saw him speak. I don't know why he just rubs me the wrong way. He did the first time with Trump. I didn't give him the benefit of the doubt then, and it's only continued to get worse. He is no more than another political weapon for the left. And they are using him to continue their reign of so-called power. You know, it's really amazing how powerful fear is. All Fauci has to do is get up there, give you a little song and dance, scare a good part of the population, and then they'll behave themselves, fall right in line, and do whatever you tell them to do. For example, Dr. Fauci says, even if you have had both of your vaccination shots, you should still not go out to eat. You shouldn't be going to a movie theater. It might be okay if you hug grandma and grandpa. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
Is this man serious? What is the point of getting vaccinated? If you've listened to me for any amount of time, I complain about the same thing because it just never ends. What is the point of getting vaccinated if after you've had both shots, you still can't go back to your normal life? So why bother getting vaccinated? But it's not really about the vaccinations. Again, it's about keeping up the fear. They just want you to be afraid so you follow suit. So you do what they tell you to do when they tell you to do it, and that's it. They don't want to hear nothing more than that. You do what we tell you to do. Uh, 1984. This really is a good book. It's a scary book. And if you haven't read it, trust me, it would scare you how much of that book these people are going play-by-play with. For example, the main character's name is Winston. At some point in the book, the main character's being tortured. And I don't want to give away a whole bunch, but... One thing that was being explained to him was if Big Brother says 2 plus 2 is 5, it's not good enough for you to just say, yes, yes, 2 plus 2 is 5. Whereas in your mind, you know 2 plus 2 is obviously 4. They not only want you to say it, they want you to believe it without question because they are the absolute power. That's the whole purpose behind it. So if Big Brother tells you 2 plus 2 is 5, then 2 plus 2 is 5, period, the end. And I know it's ridiculous and it's just a book, but I do have something for you to hear that if you think it couldn't get any dumber on a day-to-day basis, it is about to get a whole lot stupider. Mr. Shane, are we saying that 2 plus 2, if you say it's 4, that's racist? I mean, that sounds like we may be mischaracterizing it. What, if you can quickly sum it up. No, that's not mischaracterizing it at all. It's that math is basically racist under this ideology because it says there is no such thing as an objective reality. So 4 might not be the right number. 2 plus 2 might actually equal 5. Oh my God. Everything is racist now. Math is racist. (laughs) There are some days that you just, or at least I just wake up in the morning and just am still blown away by the level of stupidity that I am forced to hear daily. I, I don't even know what else to say. When you have somebody on there that tells you that math, numbers are racist, we have gone so far off the cliff, man. I, oh, sweet Jesus. Now, that was Shannon Beam. The point was, if you have not read 1984, you may want to consider it because it will literally blow your mind and probably help you understand a lot of things that you have grown up hearing if you actually read it. So if you're one of my listeners that are younger and you have not had a chance to read it, would be a good idea to pick up a copy because I'm sure they're going to start yanking that out of the stores. That would not surprise me at all if that book ends up going out of print and you could never get a copy of it because it's literally almost like a play for play out of the book. It's almost like George Orwell wrote that book and it was designed as a warning. And it's almost like, you know, one of these crazy people picked it up and goes, man, this guy's a genius. It, well, this is how it's got to be done. And they almost designed it around that book. That's how scary it truly is. So if you haven't had a chance to pick it up, check it out. Pick it up. Borrow it from a friend. 
try to do it soon because it would not surprise me if they stop printing that book and they pull it off all the shelves because they don't want people to read it. Would not be surprising. It is so busy these days. Uh, the next item on my list is the ridiculous 1.9 COVID relief bill that has absolutely nothing to do with the virus and everything to do with getting every thing in the world that the Democrats have ever dreamed of, and it's at our expense. $350 billion for state and local governments, $86 billion for pension plans, $129 billion for schools, that's if they reopen or not, $15 billion for Medicaid match, $30 billion for public transit, and get this, $500 million for arts, humanities, libraries, and museums. Again, that's from the Wall Street Journal, so we're all playing the same game here. Congresswoman, your reaction to that? Oh, this is just disgusting. I can't believe that after all the money that has been spent last year, all the spending totaling more than the New Deal programs combined, we still have about a trillion dollars left over. And Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden want to ram another $2 trillion down the American taxpayers' throats. This is government spending gone wild. It is absolutely outrageous. Why are we spending $1.9 trillion on a COVID relief plan when only 9% of it is going to actual COVID relief? This is a progressive liberal wish list of items that they couldn't get through any other way. So they slap the COVID relief title on it and call it a plan. This isn't a plan. This is garnishing the wages of our kids and our grandchildren. And every single American should be outraged. I mean, this is a bailout for the blue states. They not only are giving $350 million to the blue states, they changed the funding formula to tie it to unemployment. So the states like South Dakota that did it right and they kept their states open. States like Florida, they worked hard to take necessary precautions and keep their economy open and protect small businesses. They're getting punished. States like New York and California, they actually make out like bandits in this deal because they are being rewarded for closing down their states and shutting down their economies and injuring their citizens. This is disgusting and every American should be outraged. And believe me, I understand that there are some people that actually were harmed very badly by what their governors did to them. So you actually do need some relief. But if the government truly cared about you, the people, we, the people, if they cared about us at all, you would take care of the people, the businesses, and any medical expenses that go with this virus. Beyond that, there should be no other money in there. There should not be not, not a dime going anywhere else. And, you know, keep in mind the most important part of this, which I think a lot of people fail to realize, we pay for this. It isn't like the government has a savings account that it comes out of. We are that savings account. It comes out of us. We pay for this. It's not free. The money they're giving you isn't free. We pay back into that money. We pay that money back. That's what taxes are. It's not a freebie. There's no piggy bank that we're smashing and taking money out of. In the mornings where I live, I listen to the morning rush. It's Brian Mudd uh, and Joe Malcolm. Brian Mudd is an analyst. This is a numbers guy. That's what he does. Okay, and he broke it down, and this is the best way it can be broken down. The $1,400 per person that you're getting for your household costs you $14,000 
per person in your household because of all the wasteful spending and pork in the bill. So it's not free money. That's the worst loan you could ever ask to get in your life. You borrow fourteen hundred and you pay back fourteen thousand. My God, that is a rich company, and you have just been hammered. If that's the case, and that's how the government's treating us. So it all sounds well and good. And if you're not paying attention to politics and you're figuring, oh, hey, I'm just getting a fourteen hundred dollar check from Uncle Sammy. Well, guess what? You're paying back Uncle Sammy because Uncle Sammy don't have money, and printing money is not the way you make money. When you print money. You devalue our dollar. So they can't just endlessly print money. Otherwise, we go into hyperinflation and money is worth nothing. The Democrats are systematically destroying this country. The sad thing is there's so many people that are still asleep in this country that they're doing it right out in broad daylight in front of your face and you don't even realize it. I'm sorry, I'm not a rich man. As much as I could use the extra money like most of us could, I certainly am against the bill. I'd rather not have it and not have an extra $2 trillion added on to our debt because it's a problem. I can do without, and I'll make it on my own two feet. I don't need Uncle Sam to throw me a couple pennies thinking that he's doing something great for me when I owe him a couple bucks in the end. Man, I really hope enough people wake up in the correct amount of time so we can avoid what's heading our direction. Now, Joe Biden. Oh, my God. The man can't even talk right, but... I would like to point out to uh, anybody who's having some remorse right now, show you what kind of man Biden is. Not that I think most conservatives already know. And I, I think there's a lot of Democrats or independents that didn't see it before that are seeing it now and realize what they've done. <laughs> but just in case you have any doubt that Joe Biden is a no good liar, I would like to refresh your memory and go over a few promises that Sleepy Joe had. Sleepy Joe promised you he will not ban fracking. And he banned fracking in the first days of his presidency, killing tens of thousands of jobs. He said, we'll slowly get away from the Keystone over two years. He banned the Keystone on the first day, killing at least 10,000 jobs immediately, and killed jobs in Canada. He said he's going to forgive $50,000 in student loan debt. At a uh, town hall the other day, he said he will not be doing any student loan debt, literally zero. Said he would stand up to Putin and China on the 17th of this month, the Chinese uh, encampments. He said we're just a difference between nations that we have to overlook. You know, we just got to overlook that they're keeping people in concentration camps. Yeah, you could give it a fancy name, but that's what it comes down to. Uh, He did tell you he was going to give you a $15 an hour national minimum wage on day one if they have both the House and the Senate. Yeah, that's not happening. Now he's saying it's going to be just for federal employees, and he's going to give them the $15 an hour with a reduced work week. So your $15 an hour is going to be no better than what you're making right now. Uh, He said he's going to give you $2,000 per person COVID relief. And I just went over that with you for the, you're getting maybe $1,400. He swore he'd get that out to you on day one of his presidency. Well, you're a little over a month now into his presidency. And guess what? You haven't seen nothing. He said Trump's mismanaging COVID and killing people. Said he has the plan day one to slow the virus and the deaths. 
Well, Sleepy Joe, since you have taken office, over 100,000 people have died in just slightly over a month. Also, your vaccine rollout has been terrible. It's been much slower than Trump's, so you look like your day one plan didn't do so well. He also did say that he will lower health costs, and insulin went from Trump's $60 for a month to Biden's now $360 a month on day one due to an executive order reversing Trump's reducing drug costs for no reason other than he says orange man is bad. Last week I went over that he killed Operation Talon, which is a big problem for human trafficking in the United States. Doesn't care about making you safe. He did stop the construction of the border. Again, doesn't care about keeping you safe. And in these times of crisis where people can't find work, he's going to grant amnesty and citizenship to between 11 and 20 million illegals. All of this in just slightly over a month. Lie upon lie upon lie. Then you see footage of him instead of getting to work and actually trying to fix things or trying to keep any promises that he made the people that voted for him. No, he's actually playing Mario Kart. Or or he's giving a speech, if you can call what he gives speeches. And I'd like to give you a sample of that as well. Just in case you don't listen to him like a lot of us don't, you can hear how sharp he is in his old age. The only way to spare more pain and more loss, the only way... These millstones no longer mark our national mourning. These milestones, I should say, no, no longer mark our national mourning. And this is the guy talking to other world leaders about serious issues that affect the globe. <laughs> that is just fantastic. I'll tell you one deal he failed on. Wasn't he the one saying Trump was such a racist and he was so insensitive for locking kids up in cages? And uh, what what's the uh, frozen girl's name? Uh, Menzel, India Menzel, whatever her name is. And she tweeted out that her son was was came to her crying and mom, I'm so happy that there's no longer kids in cages. And well, yeah, Sleepy Joe, huh? Put them back in the same facility. Except we're not calling them, you know, kids in cages no more. Now they're migrant facilities that are really high-end and they're nice to be in. So these facilities, which Obama built, not Trump, but these Obama-built facilities with Joe Biden in office that were demonized under Trump are now acceptable again under the Biden presidency. The hypocrisy is just astonishing, really. Well, that'll about wrap it up for me today. Hope you're having a great Friday. If you like what you're hearing, please tell some people about me. Uh, You can reach out to me, Gmail, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N at gmail.com. Parlor, I am at Joe Little, my preferred social media account. Uh, Twitter, you can still catch me on there at l-j-c-o-n-s-e-r-c-r-n i'm also on clout hub at little joe's cc and i am on gab at little joe's corner god bless have a great friday